a day once at noon and once at midnight and that's where we're at right now having a uh, discussion a conversation about guns I uh, would do it at midnight Eastern for about an hour got a bunch of people jumping in today from all across the country we've got cycle jumping in from Connecticut thanks for joining and he's muted so we got a uh, uh, gizzard jumping in from Kansas thanks for jumping in thank you for the invite sir Oh, okay. So Cycle's uh, doing something. I see that now. Uh, Patriot, jumping in from Michigan. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Uh, what's next there? Bain the Bacon is Woods from uh, Washington. Thanks for thanks. joining. Thanks for the invite. Have Taters, also from Michigan, because, you know, people from Michigan, they like to have help. Yeah, hey, what's up? Yeah. Got to have yeah. my backup. Maggie's also from Michigan. But uh, he didn't feel like showing up, I guess. He did a show earlier and then ditched us. And then we got uh, Snob jumping in from Oklahoma. Thanks for joining. Yep, thanks for the invite. I don't know if there's anybody else out there that wants to join in. You're welcome. Uh, let us know on the Gun Channel side. Uh, today's Every Second Matters. So uh, traditionally, since 2000, since I think November, eh, it's a little bit before that. Sometime at the mid or end of third quarter of, let's say, of uh, 2013, uh, we started to see the... Um, decline in enthusiasm for advocacy because we had started to make wins. Obama came out after the situation in Sandy Hook and suggested 23 executive actions as a way to immediately imply infringements uh, as a reaction to that. Uh, and he had met with such resistance from everyone from the bottom up, not just a couple of uh, politicians or not just a couple of celebrities because we don't have celebrities like that uh, but instead he met resistance from every level and that meant you know the, the legislative branch for, because we started uh, initiatives uh, from the, the branches themselves like ATF and FBI and stuff because of the campaigns that happened there and uh, then of course social media exists now so it'd be difficult for their political strategists to not look out and see the, the the flood of reaction uh, content that was created, video, blogs, podcasts, radio, and old-fashioned television even. So uh, because of all that, uh, there was a, a big, um, I don't know, we thought, we I saw uh, something I don't think I'd seen before, and that was a reaction to a political situation from people, right? And everyone's always had the same reaction, but this time in 2013, People were able to do something about it, and they did. And it wasn't coordinated. No one said, hey, let's do something on the 13th of next month. And then seven people said, oh, I can't do it on the 13th, so let's do it on the 17th. And then it got into a big debate, and on the 23rd, something eventually happened. 
instead everybody just did something they saw it as an immediate threat and they all acted and i don't know maybe just because of the way youtube was at the time and the way that the community was everyone was very um collaborative no one was making so much money yet that uh there was still everyone was pretty much allies and and we were all able to effort and as smeggy would say if we were all pushing boulders you know for our second amendment efforts we all started pushing those boulders in the same direction and we didn't think about where we we're going to stop pushing that boulder or what our eventual goals were and how they might differ instead we all saw a threat and we all pushed so at the end of 2013 just months later a bunch of us who were doing these live conversations online saw that there was a dwindling in that that uh, enthusiasm so what we decided to do is uh, try to do something with our audiences um, at the time it was a pretty big channel uh, we had friends who were pretty big channels and uh, some of us who were doing these live conversations were growing into large channels and now they're very large channels right so uh, we knew that we we're building audiences and not all of them are building audiences to sell audiences a bunch of shit uh, or to get famous or a feed ego a lot of people build audiences so that we have pipelines so that we have methods of communication for when it's necessary for stuff like what happened in 12 and then 13. so uh we said hey how are we going to keep these conversations going how are we going to keep those channels alive so that if when this comes again not if right we're not stupid when this comes again and it's came many times since you know we have ways to um to to communicate and we have ways to disseminate information that's valid and to scrutinize what we're hearing and to uh you know co co combine our efforts and to uh, focus you know together so uh we started doing every second matters uh i've talked about the story before go listen to one of the other chats i encourage other people to tell a story it was dozens of people that created this thing i don't I, i'm not the only one that can remember it all uh, encourage everybody to make some videos about their earliest remembrances of every second matter. So that was in 2013. And since then, it's just been a bunch of people that get together on the second day of the month. And we talk about what we did that day or that month uh, in regards to the Second Amendment. So it's for some people, that's awareness for other people's. It's uh, having conversations for others. It's support in some other way. And for others, it's bigger things or littler things. So we get together and we talk about that stuff. And uh, that's what we're going to do in this show tonight. Uh, if you have any other questions about the origins of it, I'll answer what I can. But I don't know if anybody in this room has been there. How, I don't know. It's something we can maybe ask everybody when you guys got involved every second matters, you know, what year along the way. Uh, and then maybe people out there who want to participate in this interactive stuff that we have here on the Internet, stupid-ass YouTube and gun channels, you can actually be part of this show by typing in there when you got into Every Second Matters and maybe what you did for Every Second Matters this month. I am going to go walk my dog for a little bit and let the show go. So thanks everybody for being here. Seriously, just dead air now? Just dead air? Oh, okay. Well, I'm back. So, uh, so I'm not really so much an every second matters guy, but but every second matters is what um, it was one of the things that started me doing the the two uh, A advocacy. And you, a lot of you guys are aware. Maybe some of the people in the audience aren't aware that that uh, um, I frequently, you know, what, what, every time we have a le legislative session, 
and they put gun bills on the table. I'm up at the Capitol spending hours and hours and hours of my time uh, waiting for a chance to submit testimony. Uh, generally, I, te I submit written testimony and then I go anyway. You know, I usually submit testimony a week or two ahead of time. And then I go and, and uh, uh, to the actual hearing and I testify in person. And most of the time, it's only three minutes. The last time I testified, it was they grilled me for 30 minutes, which I thought was really a lot of fun. It was it was it was frightening and exciting all at the same time. But I had all my ducks in order and that and that's what that's what counted. So uh, that, that was pretty interesting stuff. But uh, the other thing that I do, I joined a couple of local uh, gun rights organizations here in Connecticut. And I also uh, work on people's uh, political campaigns. I, I don't do a lot. I mean, I, I'm not going to say like I, I go out of my way. But for instance, today, what the guy that's running for uh, lieutenant governor, he's a big believer in uh, personal messages from people like on your street or in your neighborhood. So today we set up uh, personal letters from me that are going to get, you know, that I signed and, and they're going to uh, mail them out to other people like minded people in my neighborhood for the uh, for the uh, the guy that we're trying to support, who's who has an excellent rating uh, and, and has really stood up to the, the people of the Connecticut government about these asshole gun laws. Uh, so that that's basically how I got started. And, and that's that's sort of my story. So and on my screen, uh, Gizzard would be next in line. All righty. Well, I haven't done the Every Second Matters thing all that long. I, well, I haven't even been in gun channels just a little over a year. But I kind of started getting involved in it this spring a little bit. And... Today, this morning, well, I decided yesterday, it's like, okay, I'm going to do something special for Every Second Matters that I've never done before. I am going to be brave enough to put my patch on my hat, and I'm going to wear it to work, and I'm just going to wait till people ask me about it. So, maybe I can get some dialogue going with some people. And I didn't get a lot of responses, but I did get a lot of stares and stuff like that. One or two people actually asked me, you know, what's that about? That got me a chance to hand them a card, you know, and tell them about it. And uh, it's just that we got to, every once in a while, we got to go from, you know, being underground gun carriers and being, hey, I carry a gun. Look at me. I'm a normal person. Ask me about it. You know, be you know, be proud. And so that's kind of the way I, I took today anyway. And I can't tell who's next. Cool. Uh, you know, and, and part, part of that is I started, I'm not an open carry kind of guy typically. Um, but I know guys like, like, uh, Yankee, he open carries on, every, you know, the second of the month. Um, a lot of the places I go, that would really be sort of inappropriate, not illegal, but, but probably not real good. But I did notice that when I started going to events, uh, you know, two way events and rallies and stuff like that, where I was carrying, uh, open carry, it started to make me feel more comfortable with it. So I could start doing it, I think now, and it wouldn't bother me so much because I did it 
with like-minded people and, and it was pretty good stuff. So, so, and, and, you know, it's not like everybody has to be a superstar, but if we all do a little, you know, many hands make short work. And, and if we all do a little bit, that would, you know, that would probably help quite a bit. So the next guy on my list would be uh Patriot in the dark. All right. Well, I, I guess I joined uh, gun channels February of last year. Um, I didn't really know much about it because it, it was kind of hard to navigate being a blind guy. I wasn't used to this stuff, so I didn't spend much time on there. Um, then listening to G a lot uh, kind of pushed me to, to jump in with both feet. Um, being that I am a blind guy, I, I don't open carry. <laughs> um, I don't have any open, you know, outside the waistband, the, uh, holsters or anything but just i guess i could but you know it's it's you know i am a concealed carry holder so i could do it but i don't you know it's nothing i i i tell everybody but like today i wore my my dakota meyer uh t-shirt you know so i i usually wear that um you know different you know second amendment t-shirts and stuff um, you know, I fly my flags and anybody I run into, uh, of course, I, you know, I'm always talking guns. So, you know, that, that's just, that's not just on the second, um, you know, scare the neighbors and that kind of thing. But I, I really, I didn't, uh, uh, today I, I went out in town a little bit, but I was with family. So I didn't have, uh, a chance to talk to anybody new. That's that's about it. But I do post on on Twitter and and you know anywhere I can, somebody will listen to me. <laughs> I don't know if that's. Um... No, I I think that that's a reasonable that's a reasonable uh, attitude. Um, you said a Dakota something shirt. I didn't quite catch that. The the uh, Medal of Honor winner there, Dakota Meyer. Is it Meyer or Myers? I can't read it. <laughs> and oh, it's cool. one of his quotes on the front, and it's never outgunned on the back. You know, so it's usually some, you know, an AK-47 or some kind of firearm on my shirt on you know those days. But cool. So you're try, getting a message out one flashy. way or the other. Yeah, because you know you see a guy with white cane walking by, and he's got it. You know. An AK on the back of his shirt, or you know. <laughs> so I, 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 I guess I stand out more than one way. I guess, hmm. but I, I try to, you know. Before I was, it, it was easier when it was before everybody knew I was a blind guy, you know, because I just throw out stuff, and it's, you know, I mean, family kind of blows it off because they know I'm just a crazy guy. But, you know, bringing up things like on Twitter and stuff like that. To, you know. I mean, most of the guys on Twitter, I, I'm sure that they don't know I'm a blind guy. But unless I watch uh, gun channels. Yeah, but that puts a whole new perspective on it, too, from your perspective, anyways. Yeah, cause, I mean, I, I'd love to open carry, you know, and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, there, there's a stigma already on me. You know, and, and, you know, it's not something I walk around and saying, you know, hey, I, I can still carry. I mean, not that 
anybody else does, but with me, it's, it, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of, kind of awkward because most, most visually impaired that are concealed carriers, they, they don't, you know, it's nothing you broadcast. I mean, yeah, you know, we, we can say, yeah, we go to the range, we shoot a lot, we do, you know, the second amendment stuff, but not, you know, the, the concealed carry stuff. Cause that, I mean, even gun guys kind of shudder at that thought sometimes. Well, it's, it's, but, but that's, a, you know, I hate to say it, but, but that's like, you're like one of a category of people that needs concealed carry the most. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, the I whole object of the game is, <laughs> is to help, is to help you out in case you get into the real weeds. So, you know, you know, having something a little backup concealed there—that's not such a—that's not such a bad thing. Well, it's like this: when you know that someone can't, then that is an advantage for the bad guy. But um, when the there's no restriction against someone who's visually impaired from defending themselves, and the bad guys know that they're not dumb, then uh, that prevents crime in the first place. Hopefully. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was one of the. The ways I explained it when when on midnight's chat was, you know, if you have a an older person that's walking with a cane, possibly, you know, or a middle aged, you know, man or woman that's you know physically fit, whatever, and then you got you know anybody walking with a a white cane, you know, who's the bad guy gonna you know try to mess with? So obviously, you know, I mean. Obvious to me, but <laughs> so. no, it makes a lot of sense. I always like to suggest that the NFA should not apply to anyone with a physical disability, so that that way you're not restricted to have to use something that has a uh, interface that might not be useful or comfortable or appropriate. So, in other words, if you could have a cane that could provide a lethal get off of me. Um, like a palm pistol or like, uh, you know, any of the little poker guns from back in the olden days that uh, NFA makes definitely difficult to obtain and expensive, uh, just like a, um, stuff for like a permit, like a vehicle, excuse me, like a vehicle permit or something. Uh, there's vehicle rules that apply to everybody, and then there's different vehicle rules that apply to people with uh, different that are differently able. They can have different types of steering wheels and different types of controls and things that wouldn't normally be available so the same i think the same should apply to personal protection and just recreation if there's something that would be easier like a short rifle or something that that doesn't look suppressors yeah suppressors exactly all those things should be available uh via the ada so patriot you say some people kind of look down on you because you can still carry it's it's not really that it's just most I'd say, well, I can't say 90% now because, I mean, all the people that have listened to the chats have been on, uh, but most people know I'm, I or don't know that I can still carry um, just because, I, you know, being at uh, family functions, you know, family members do, and, you know, I get enough, enough uh, uh, grief from some of them, but as far as, you know, like, people around town or whatever, you know, there's the only guys that really know that I uh, have a concealed carry is obviously the, the gun shops that, you know, I purchased from or something, you know, cause they obviously they see my, my license in that, but you know, just the average people, neighbors, that kind of thing. It's nothing I, I talk about, you know, they know I probably shoot, 
but as far as the concealed carry, I, it's not anything I've ever spoke to many people about, I guess. Yeah. You don't publicize. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I, I guess, you know, for, for a sighted person, it's not a big deal, you know, I mean, yeah, I carry, you know, but you don't tell everybody, but you know, it's probably known to more people than you know, who I've told, you know, I, my family members know, and you know, friends and all you guys know. <laughs> cool. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so PNW, you're up next. Um, I'm kind of in my infancy in my advocacy, but I'm getting better at it because I've only been on gun channels a few months here, and it's been a really great thing to be part of this community. Um, like many of you guys in this chat know, I'm a second grade teacher, and because of where I work and like people I'm around, you know, I don't I don't have a lot of a lot of pro gun conversations. I try to I tried I've been trying lately to try to figure out what they're what they find to be the most compelling and kind of write that down and kind of hone my hone my arguments. But then I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, in Washington State, we have the initiative process. And on the 27th, the uh, Secretary of State of Washington let them bring through Initiative 1639. That was it was stuck in court for a bit because they were literally lying. The people that were signing, getting the signatures were lying and whatnot about like what was on it. Yeah, we heard about that. Yeah, pretty, and, pretty bad. And uh, she had some constitutional problems with it, but then ended, she ended up go, letting it be on the ballot. So I found the, uh, in, I found that the uh, no to, you know, the no to initiative 1639, um, the main office is maybe five blocks from my house. So today I signed up to go do a call center for them, you know, where you call, call voters and say, hey, this is, you know, it's a terrible law all the way around, but the one I hate the most, uh, Granted, it's terrible, but is that kind of a punitive endangerment thing where if somebody breaks in your house and takes your takes your gun and goes and robs a bank, you could be guilty of a Class C felony. So I wanted to make sure that I tried to fight against that as best I could. So, and then you know another gavaski that we all do is just coming on gun channels and trying to you know trying to get the word out and. <coughs> Well, it, it's funny because no one no one ever says if a guy steals your car and then runs over somebody, they uh, they uh, you know you're responsible for them stealing your car. And, yeah, and I just I just never it never ceases to amaze me how the it, it's amazing that when it's the Second Amendment, when it's your right to, to to keep and bear arms, the rules are all they're just different. It's just a totally different set of logic that gets used, and it makes absolutely no sense at all. Yeah, and the NRA tried to uh, sue for the title because the title of it's like safe schools or, you know, and, you know, I can see a lot of people reading it and going, well, I'm for safe schools. And if they don't read the whole thing, then they don't realize what they've just what they've just signed off on. Um, and then I believe the Second Amendment Foundation here in Washington is trying to is trying to sue them as well or trying to sue them as well. But I don't know if that stuck or not. I'm still looking into that. But I know it will. It will definitely be on the. It's definitely going to be on the ballot. The Secretary of State already stamped it. So we're going to have to wrap it up here in Washington, and we're going to fight it and kill it, and we're not going to rest. Yeah, hopefully cool. you can fight it good enough. So we got a couple of things to talk about there, but um, cycle 
um, mentioned the comparison to cars or whatever, and then you know why they why the I guess summarize like if there's a crime with a that involved a car, people don't say where did they get the car, what kind of car was it, or, you know, how many cylinders did that car have. Uh, I think that's all um, public that that public perception or that whatever is all culture, right? That's all uh, because for the longest time, the, the information was fed to us from media sources. And if they chose to emphasize that aspect, then that's the aspect that got emphasized. And for a long time, whatever reasons, I guess because guns are a big part of our culture or whatever, we, we've allowed that to happen. But I don't think that's something that we have to let happen. Nobody lets anything happen, especially in our country. You know, we're, we're the country that stops things from just happening. We question tradition. So if this is something that's bugging us and we can see it as being an issue, then I think that's something that we can effort towards changing. What I'm talking about is just the perception of guns and culture. And that's one of the things I try to encourage people to do by picking up cameras and just, you know, do whatever you do. Enjoy whatever your recreational activities or your sporting activities or your hunting or whatever it is about guns that you like, along with all the other stuff you like. And that's the kind of things that uh, we just didn't have as an opportunity before. And people aren't unaware of what's going on as people get more and more used to the Instagrams and the uh, Facebook feeds and their subscription lists flying by. Uh, they're you know, getting information in lots of different ways very quickly. So uh, I think all these efforts are valuable and that's how we're defeating some of this stuff. It's not a, a, a no brainer, it's not, it's not a given that when something happens, they're able to exploit it and turn it into uh, more laws or more infringements or anything. Well, that's how we're going to win this battle is normalizing gun ownership versus, you know, like it was 50 years ago to what it is today. Exactly. And that's the best part is that we don't even have to do something unheard of or unprecedented. We just have to remove some of the stuff that they've put up and they've set up their what's the name facade on a bad foundation. It's not based on anything, not on our tradition of our country, not based on fact, not based on uh, health or well-being or any of that stuff. So we've all got, we should have a, you know, it should be fairly well, well laid out for us to get it back to where it was. Yeah. Okay, so potatoes, you want to take a whack? Time for your swing? I haven't really done much advocacy, but I did uh, make it to the Capitol back in November when uh, a bunch of the people went to their state capitals. We had a pretty good turnout here in Michigan. Um, plan on doing that some more. And, uh, I mean, I'll wear, like, you know, all my gun shirts and stuff like that. And I got a uh, every second matters patch I'll wear on the second and stuff like that. But uh, I'm, uh, being more active is definitely something I'm going to have to to start striving to do more often. Like I said before, even the small stuff, you know, for a long time, we were totally underground, man. You would not wear a Pro 2A shirt out in public because people would be harassing you or ostracizing you or whatever. And and I, I think that, that even doing stuff like that Again, it brings back that normalcy. You know, you want to you want to run a, you want to wear a Grand Funk Railroad T-shirt. Well, I want to wear a two A T-shirt. You know, and there shouldn't be any any difference in that. And the more people that get out there, it's these it's the little things. I think 
that that add up if a lot of people do a little thing it, it just all adds up and and makes it a lot easier for for us to get the message across and start normalizing some of this crap yeah, and I've noticed that since I started wearing, you know, like Pro 2A shirts that are, you know, they're not just out there in your face stuff, just little stuff. A lot more people, you know, say, hey, I like your shirt or know what it means and stuff than what you even would think. And and I would, I mean, we're going to we're gonna go to you next anyway, but but, but don't, don't you think that makes you feel, uh, I mean, better? Like you're not all alone and behind a wall all on your, you know, I mean, people... You know, the average Joe is pretty much the average Joe, and he's, you know, pretty much four guns, and he may not own them, but he doesn't care if other people own them, you know, responsible gun ownership. People just don't worry. It's it, it, The thing that I find is most people, it's just not that high on their list. Amen. You know, it's, it, you know, the only time it's high on their list is when the media is just ramming it down their throats and in their ear holes, and, and that's when people get... That's when people get all whacked out about it. But that quiet, you know, hey, there's a shirt. Hey, there's a stick like on, on the back of my van. I've got all the stickers on the back of my van. I'm, you know, a lot of people say, oh, don't put them on there. The police, you know, you know, your your car will get keyed to parking lots and stuff like that. And that's why you drive really old shitty cars. But uh, <laughs> but but that's one of the reasons I do it is because whenever I pull into a parking lot, people know there's at least one guy there that's probably well armed. Yeah. So you want to you want to talk about uh, uh, any other uh, you know stuff that you're up to or, or thinking well, about doing your snub? Well, you know I'm not real activist activist. I don't go. You know, I email my senators and all that. But one of the best things I think I do is, you know, let my son bring a lot of his friends out to shoot and stuff and just try to get new people shooting or the younger generation involved. I think that's uh, where we're going to win this at. Amen. Corrupt the youth. That's it. That's how you get them. Corrupt the youth. Yeah. When you let a kid that's <laughs> never shot an AR come out and, you know, just blow through 30 rounds in a few seconds, they just have a huge smile on their face. And that kid's not going to be afraid of guns. No. And he's not going to be manipulated as easily by someone who tells them what they're like or what the people that yeah. own a gun are like. But exactly. When you when you see this guy on the news saying, you know, this AR kicks so hard and all this, and then they shoot it like, really? That's all? Or they try to suggest that it can go through an x-ray. Yeah. With with Clover's uh, Wednesday chats with the, the youth. You I know, think those are excellent. There's a theme that's been going through, and I, I kind of jumped on it. All the girls have been liking this Tiffany Blue, right? Tiffany Blue doesn't mean anything to me. I don't, I don't really know what actual color that is. I showed my daughter that color today, and that's her favorite color. Her room's actually painted that color. So I think I have an in now. So hopefully uh, my daughter will jump onto the, the bandwagon or whatever you call it. <laughs> so. I'm gonna turn on my camera. This is—I know you can't see it, but yes, this fine. is my daughter's little Ruger that I Cerakoted Tiffany blue, and she just loves it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. sweet. <laughs> yeah, I she love Clover's. I love Clover Show. For uh, I think I mentioned it every time on Gun Channels that, like the last couple that he's done, empowering young ladies. Um, the data behind those young girls and, and any sports, particularly shooting sports, how how their lives are going to change over time, 
is going to be exponentially better. They're going to feel they're going to through their life feeling empowered. Oh yeah, and I think Clover shows great. The youth shooting. Then how does he explain not having a Thursday show this week? I don't know what the deal with that was. So. Hey, not, life, life, what happens to you when you're making other plans? You know, that's what goes I'm not on. saying that Clover now hates the Second Amendment. I'm just going <laughs> every Second Amendment. <laughs> all right. So um, did we get through the room then? The yeah, we're all set. We went around the room. We got 32 people out there, and uh, we appreciate the uh, people watching. It is always an effort in uh, the new media. So. Having a conversation isn't tuning in and watching other people talk. It's using the interactive, the interactive nature of these internet uh, tools that we have, stupid YouTube uh, or gun channels. Uh, and I'm on Instagram right now. So there's a bunch of people that watch on Instagram. They click the effing wave button and then move on. So uh, you know you can actually type in there and ask a question, and then we could relay that to the room and, the, and you could actually affect the conversation that's happening for the you know 30 something people that are watching this live I don't know how many people are on in, uh, Instagram watching it live and then uh, you know there may be hundreds that will watch it after and then we don't even know I guess it's not being much attention how many are going to be listening to it uh, but we uh, you know are trying to utilize the interactive sorry I'm distracted it looks like Instagram's about to die over here my phone's about to lose battery um, so if we talked about uh, all of that, let's talk about EverySecondMatters.com. So uh, I'm completely funded by Patreon at this point. Like that's that's paying the bills. Uh, Gun Channels pays for itself, and Gun and my Patreon pays for me to be able to do stuff online. So uh, I wanted to get feedback from the people that are doing it, the 200 people that keep me going, on what they wanted uh, me to spend my time on, the time they're paying for. And a bunch of them put every second matters as the well. So far, that's that's winning out of the suggestions I've offered. So um, with this panel and the people that are watching, uh, everysecondmatters.com. Uh, you can either go over and look at it if you want, or do it from memory, or just uh, spitballing or scratchboarding or whatever it's called. Um, what would every second matters, the website, ideally do for the second? That's useful. That would be good. I don't know if we need to go left or right unless you need to do that. Or maybe we can go left or right or else nobody gives a shit. Um, Lem is asking, how do you upload on GunStreamer? I don't know how to do it on the app because I've downloaded the app, but I haven't logged into the app yet. I just don't do GunStreamer on my phone. I don't do video stuff yeah. on my phone, I should say. But uh, upload to GunStreamer. It's from the web. Yeah, you can't do it on me. You have to do it off the website. Oh, that app is just a watch. So I just signed up for every second matters today because I just haven't been on there. But uh, I was just curious: does it have a chat on it or anything? No, uh, it's uh, the structure is the same framework or the same software that that every second or that uh, gun channels is built on so it's basically the same kind of 
platform that you could build into almost anything, like a real estate platform, a Craigslist, you know, whatever you call gun channels. If I wanted to build it into a video hosting platform, I could. So it's just a structure, right? So the elements that I chose to put on Every Second Matters are a way to organize businesses, and I call them Second Amendment uh, gun owners' rights groups instead of businesses. So there's like a business directory, or it's a directory of uh, gun owners' rights organizations at the federal and state level, as well as ones that are focused on areas of interest or um, types of activity. Anyway, so there's a whole bunch of different groups in there. And then anybody who's a member has the ability to add more groups so that it basically becomes a yellow pages or a you know list of as many Second Amendment pro-gun owners' rights groups as possible. And it has things very much like gun channels, like a channel would have on gun channels. You can post pictures for those groups. Uh, more importantly, you can post events. So if those groups are doing something, you can post the event there on gun channels to help amplify it. Uh, you can post videos, I guess, but uh, updates and uh, notes and things. So there's all kinds of things you can do once you've created a, one of those groups up there. Um, in addition to that, we have a wiki for the various uh, laws that already exist, as well as in that wiki uh, area for bills and things that are um, some of the White House petitions and stuff that have been you know, important or at least focused on. So basically a way like a Wikipedia type of a situation where you can uh, list all the various laws that exist or being voted on and track them and people can post notes there and have discussions about them and basically add to knowledge instead of having to try to seek it out and find it on you know, news sources every time somebody's looking for it. Um, I think that's about the most of it. We have a place for groups and we have a place for the, that information. Well, I guess there's two other big things. Uh, one would be the events area. So like I mentioned, those groups are going to be doing stuff, right? Those groups have uh, meetings or they, they have uh, calls to action, whatever it might be. So we have uh, the events, the calendar for those groups as one of the main like tabs or one of the main elements on Every Second Matters. And then I guess the last thing is we have another, I don't know if you want to call it like a wiki, but uh, basically an area for each state so that anybody who's an active in whatever state for whatever reason can just uh, post whatever is important for that state. So our goal with Every Second Matters is to create a website that allows us to uh, amplify any effort that's going on out there. Um, I'll dig into that in a minute. So we want to amplify existing efforts, right? We don't want to just create something new. We're really just trying to amplify what's already being done. Uh, we also want to archive it. So um, there's things that go out and archive the entire internet, and that's great. But unless you're familiar with those and unless you're uh, able to dig through them and understand what you're looking at, you're looking at carbon copy, you know, you're looking at pictures of the old internet. So unless you're willing to navigate old websites and, and you know, you're doing that, um, that could be a little bit difficult. So what we've created with Every Second Matters is a place to archive two-way information. Anybody can mute if they want. Um, and then once we archived it, we've archived it hopefully in a, in a way that can be found again, right? So people get comfortable with it and they get accustomed to it. They can go search out information. And now that information starts to get accumulated there, when we research or when we mute our microphones when we're not talking, I don't know who's not muted, um, but we can uh, store data there uh, so that when we, in the future when we go to research something or we go to look for something, we know how to find it quickly. Uh, and also so that it's there. 
unfortunately, the Second Amendment uh, gun owners' rights groups that are out there, some of them have been around for a long time, not all of them. So some of them come and go, and some of them offer very valid, useful data and then are gone. So it's up to us to then go find that data every time we want it. So if we have it on every second matters, in addition to whatever they were doing, whenever if, if they disappear, we've still got it on every second matter. So that's sort of the the effort there is to be a more consistent uh, archive of, of Second Amendment data. Uh, and then I guess that's the same concept with the uh, the groups themselves. The groups are out there doing their thing in all different ways on all different kinds of strategies and different types of levels of tech and different groups and different dynamics between those people. And for the most part, they're very successful, but there's almost nothing united about them except that they're working for the Second Amendment. And in my experience over the years, there's just no way to, there's no reason to get all those people on the same place, like get them all using the same email or get them all using the same newsletter. There's just no reason to get them all on the same thing. Uh, they're doing their thing out there and they're all learning. Ideally, we give them a platform where they can talk and learn and and learn about what techniques are better or you know worse for whatever they're doing. But ideally, we want to just amplify whatever it is they might be doing. And basically, that's what Every Second Matters can become as well as a universal translator. If you're not a blog person, but you can go to Every Second Matters and get you know, the gist of what was in the current blog. Uh, if you're not a video person, you don't have time to watch a 15-minute video, but you can go to Every Second Matters and read a description of a couple of videos. You know, that's what it's for, is to give people a, a, a place to uh, find all the information, uh, you know, and again, a, a familiar layout uh, so that no matter where it came from and how that information, what the infographic might have looked like or you know, how well or how poorly uh, they might be sending out information from some local group or some some of the federal groups send out just garbage, you know, national level groups doesn't mean they're putting out, you know, easy to read newsletters or anything. Uh, but if we can accumulate all that stuff on a platform that gives them a little bit of similarity, then you know, that's part of the, the goal. And maybe I'm a web guy, so I'm looking at some of this stuff after years of trying to work with these organizations. And, and to me, I'm trying to solve things that uh, might not be, I don't know, being trying to be solved by other organizations out there. So that's sort of the gist of it, but I know that's a little bit lengthy to describe, so appreciate people that sat through listening to it. But like I say, I'm I'm well aware that there's other things they could do, and I'm not sure just because I saw things that holes in what you know was being done, that that's the only holes out there. And, and if we're doing this much anyway with Every Second Matters, uh, what else could we do with this much work? And I don't know, I'll quit talking let people other people add to that. So I think I misspoke. I meant I didn't merely mean chat as basically it's like a forum based or social media based almost, I guess. Uh, there's the wiki is more like uh, I guess you could call it a forum. Uh, it's you know it's it's like a threads, I guess, and then yeah, you can leave something there. However, because it's not a community that's like a daily used community, it's not a forum in the way that there's conversations going on. It's more like a bulletin board, I guess. So people end up using it more to just to throw data down. Not very many people have been using it to chatter about it. But okay, the, it's laid out, it's very forum-like, I imagine. Yeah, the bulletin board thing makes sense. I understand you now. 
anyway, it's all a bunch of collaborative stuff. So it's, it's again, it's a social platform. You can join it. There's no cost to join it. You just need an email so that we don't have too much spam. There's a little bit of spam. Uh, Night Strike and a couple other people have admin rights over there to help. You know, when they go over there and see spam, they can delete it. Uh, but otherwise, there's nothing to join. Uh, I just eat all the server costs and everything. And whenever we first built it, I think I put all that on a credit card, but I don't get too much in that. The uh, patches are the only things we really sell. Uh, they're, uh, what, two inches by three inches or something. So the standard size of a piece of Velcro uh, for like a hat or like your arm or something or maybe on a bag. And uh, they just say every second matters, a logo that um, was kind of came up with back in 2013, just a simple word logo, something that wouldn't be frowned upon in like a school or in an environment that might not allow you to have like an image of a gun. Uh, and then in a way that gets the point across, maybe, but maybe not quite, so that maybe somebody might ask you, what does that patch mean? Or what does that mean? And it gives you that opportunity to uh, have the conversation or bank that question till the time you do have a chance to have that conversation. Uh, anyway, that's the only thing we've got to fund the thing. Uh, and those patches are over at uh, a place called Beacon uh, Group, which is a uh, organization here in Tucson that is a uh, fulfillment center. So people give them stuff like I've given them the patches and they uh, assemble the patches with a baggie. We, you know, we send out our stuff in a little plastic baggie with a couple, uh, like an Every Second Matters business card, something you can hand someone. Uh, and actually there's a couple of them in there and then I think one for gun channels probably one for gun websites there Might be a decal or something in there as well So they package all that up for us and that they charge us 20 cents or something for that 25 cents Maybe I forget but um, whenever we give them those they do that and that's work that's done by uh, Differently able people so they hire these people. They don't just give them jobs uh, They come to work every day, and they're pretty satisfied having real jobs uh, they package them up for us. Now they sit on shelves until they ship. And whenever they ship, again, somebody picks it up off the shelf there and puts it in an envelope. And for that, they charge us a couple of bucks extra than it would if we shipped them. But we think it's a good effort. So anyway, I just try to let people know that Every Second Matters patches come from Beacon Group. So whenever you order something from a gear website store, the Every Second Matters patches will always come from a separate Tucson location. And uh, so you're doing two, hopefully two things that could work when you uh, buy those. I don't really care. Uh, like I say, it's not that much for the hosting, but yeah, it would be great if we sold, I don't know, a lot of those patches every month, but it's not really a money-making thing, uh, but it is a collaborative effort. Uh, we definitely need uh, human beings because I didn't, I don't have some sort of ability to code the internet so that it just all happens automatically. If I could, you know, I've already done it and we wouldn't even be having this conversation, uh, but I can build platforms that are our communities and they can build things that allow individuals to uh, collaborate, right? So that a whole bunch of people in every single state can start filling that thing up with all the efforts of your various organizations. Uh, and then the organizations can do their thing knowing that it gets amplified on a place like Every Second Matters. Lazy people with a bunch of money and you know little time can go to Every Second Matters and get the concentrate of what's going on out there. And uh, if that actually got rolling the way it's supposed to, we would have a bunch of people who are familiar with the system and get uh, you know, comfortable with using it. And uh, we'd come up with established ways of keeping the stuff consistent so it's easy to read for those people that want to just come in and get the info. And uh, it's something that Bloomberg you know, can't pay for. You can, you can put a lot of money into stuff and they can build better stuff than we can. Uh, but what they can't do is get bunches of people. And if we can get dozens or hundreds of people involved in that, that's something that I think can give us a lot of result. 
actually. One thing I like about the Every Second Matter stuff is it's not like some of the stuff where it's just in your face gun stuff. It's just kind of subtle or whatever. The logo, yeah, it was definitely designed to do that. Originally, it was just black and white because it was a black and white issue. It was a big controversy when we did them in like pink and different colors. Hey, G, can I ask a question? Yes. Is there a, can you order the patches from Every Second Matters or do you have to go to gear websites? I wasn't clear on that. Oh, there's little, when you're buying them off of Every Second Matters, they come from gear websites. So technically, yes. Okay, so you wouldn't have you wouldn't have to even know there's gear websites. If somebody was just rolling along and they found Every Second Matters or we handed them a card, they could get their own patch for sure. Every Second Matters. No, I am not a businessman first. I'm oh, I, I knew that. I just went weird first, and then I'm businessman like third. I have credit cards, so I only have to be a businessman when the credit card people come knocking or I'm out of credit cards, right? So um, I'm out. I think it says we're out, and that's only because I haven't talked to the Beacon Group to find out how many we have over there. So I was trying to be conservative. I, if we had like 20 over there, I said we had 10 in the shopping cart just because I didn't want to you know, sell more than we had. So I need to call over there. I should have done it before the second, probably would have been smart, but I'll be doing it tomorrow probably. So right now it says we're sold out of like the black and white and maybe other colors, but I'll call over there and find out how many we actually have, update the shopping cart, and then if people wanted to purchase some, uh, we'll have updated inventories tomorrow. I, I really like the idea of the, the how subtle it is. Like uh, like you already know, being a second grade teacher, I can't really pull up with you know something that has an AK on it, but I could totally walk in with with that on me somewhere, and maybe I could get a couple good conversations going with maybe staff or whoever. And that was really the point when we first started doing it, there was quite a few people that were involved in the uh, campus carry and the. Uh, uh, open carry and there you know originally when we were kind of spitballing the whole concept of getting together once a month and to intentionally talk about the second um like carrying an open holster like an empty holster as a symbolic thing uh was brought up and then oh no you can't do that in a school right no i would be fired immediately yeah like well let's carry let's wear a shirt that says something gun related and it's like no you can't do that in a school either so that's where we came up with a logo that was you know obnoxious saying unlicensed seller um those take forever to sell i sold those on the machine right now i can't sell anything it's like 106 today so that means that is i don't have anything there's no air at all in that room so it's probably like even more hot uh so i don't sew in the summer i just i don't have any kind of climate control so uh that room gets really 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 hot uh but anyway that takes a long time to sell and I or so, and I've only never sold any really. I think I've given a couple away, and I might have sold a couple, but for as long as it takes to sew, um, I don't know. And I'm out of white right now, so that's the other problem. I have to wait until I can afford to buy some more color or some more of the white. So that might be something. Try to trade with somebody. Moon probably has them. Real Kyle saying he has to jump out, but uh, sold his first guns as an FFL to first-time carrier. Right on. Pretty decent. Uh, so, well.
right well so if you do have ideas for uh, how to make uh internet stuff that would do you know accomplish some of the goals we're trying to do here um let us know uh, every once in a while we get people that are interested in in helping out so if you're interested in helping out let me know we've got like i say a platform over there that uh, really just needs human beings to start moving stuff around and once you've got a system right once there is some sort of an established procedure then other people can jump in and and follow the procedure for their states. Uh, we're going to be efforting with the uh, Early Watch crew and the in the Early Watch Nation, which is a bunch of people that basically have the same goals to, uh, you know, be aware of what's going on in their physical location, and then you know, systematically or periodically get together and accumulate that information somewhere. And uh, you know, these kind of little efforts are not only useful for all the stuff we've already talked about, just as individuals, you people listen and 34 people now and hundreds of people later, um, you know, how effective are you? So if, you know, if you're fumbling around on the computer, why? I mean, would you fumble around with a pencil and let your handwriting be poor? You, you, you know, you, that would give you a, a bad impression, right? So uh, get some of the, improve your skills and you just don't, there's nothing, the only reason you're not improving your skills is because you don't want to. So this is hopefully some encouragement to improve these skills. These tools are made for 14-year-old girls. They're not difficult to, to figure out. And once you figure out a few of them, you figure out they're all basically the same. They just move where the buttons are most of the time. But uh, some of this is just to get some exercise. You know, if you're picking up stuff, you're figuring out how news feeds work, how readers work, or whatever those things are called, where you, um, what are those things called aggregators, where you can do little um, apps and you can do little, uh, routines on some of these social media platforms that'll go pull the information on a hashtag or a topic. And by figuring out how that works for something like Every Second Matters, um, you know, maybe you can figure it out how to do it for some cancer thing you care about or some guitar that's not being sold anymore or, you know, some band that you want to hear play again. So these are skills that hopefully are useful for you in all kinds of things. And consider this a uh, practice, the same way you practice with your rifle. You know, God forbid we ever have to use our fucking rifles for what we have them for. Hopefully you went to the range and figured out how to be good at it. And you're not just going to die two seconds after we really need them, right? So with this internet stuff, it's just another skill as a patriot. So we call it Miniman University. Learn this stuff so that you're more and more useful as a electronic patriot. This was all which, you know, we don't have a choice anymore. This is how we affect change. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of uh, if you could get, you know, if we get somebody from each state or more than one person from each state, it'd be ideal and just have an area where you could post stuff first per state. And like I said, I don't know anything about how it works right now. I just barely signed up for it like an hour ago. So, but I think that'd be neat. Post your bills that are coming up in your state. Yeah, exactly. Just like a forum. I mean, you know, there's forums out there that do that. Like forums are can either be on a specific area of interest, typically, at least ones I've always frequented. But there's also like state specific ones or uh, maybe sports specific ones. And, you know, even more specific ones than that. And almost every forum I've been to has a section, or at least a gun related forum, will have a section for Second Amendment stuff, right? And maybe they'll give extra space to Second Amendment groups and stuff in their area. And that's great, except that just like the people that complain about the new video hosting platforms. Oh, it's all gun focused. No one's ever gonna see that stuff. Oh, yeah, and that might be the case. But if we have, if we all learn how to share and how to use these platforms, you know, how to use the skills, the I guess the tools that these platforms offer, these share tools, 
um, then that information just gets amplified all over the place. And yeah, it might not be heard or seen on that gun forum, but once you share it for other places, it's got better odds of being seen. We um, brought up. Oh, go ahead. Nah, I was just going to add some technical stuff. The more often you put stuff on the internet, that influences the effing internet. Like, is this this effort I'm asking people to do isn't because I get paid for it. I'm certainly don't even know where you're posting and stuff. I'm just encouraging you to do it because if you think of the internet as some sort of a movie where you see all these little dots appear in the netherworld, you know, the, the, the other side of the internet where all the robots and spiders live, they see every time we repost something and that goes into the all of Al Gore's rhythms and that's how, you know, we affect change technically with, uh, you know, gun searches and instances and percentages of guns being mentioned and that kind of thing. Well, to what you said about the other platforms not being seen and stuff, well, it's maybe true, but, you know, in two or three years, are we going to have YouTube at all to put anything on? So, you know, they're going to get seen more than if we didn't have it at all. Yeah, biggest channels on MySpace are just about as effective as the biggest channels on, you know, the tiniest platform today. Exactly. I have a question, G. The Minuteman University is that that's a separate site than Every Second Matters, correct? Yeah. So I work with the Arizona Citizens Defense League. I try to. Arizona Citizens Defense League is four dudes that got together in 92, 92, 96, 97. They got together in the 90s and they all were from different states, but they all lived in Arizona and they all looked at each other and said, I kind of thought Arizona would have better gun laws than in the state I moved from. And those four guys started going to gun shows, setting up a table on their own dime, came up with, uh, uh, they emulated the Virginia Citizens Defense League, literally just took their bylaws and scribbled out Virginia and scribbled in Arizona, went to gun shows and got a membership, got constitutional carry for Arizona. So Jan July 30th, fuck, just missed that. And I like to talk about that one. So just the other day, July 30th, uh, 2010 constitutional carry. What that meant is that I just went through the Arizona constitution and erased a bunch of shit that said, unless you got a CCW. So they didn't change anything except erase some shit that said, unless you have a CCW. So now you could just do stuff constitutionally. Uh, we haven't had any issues since then. Uh, they have a large membership. They've done other things as well, but that's, I think the big feather in the cap. And, uh, yeah, I'm proud to say I'm their social media guy. Well, then that was that mean nothing because these guys don't know what social media is. It's a it'd be it'd be funny. It would be a it would be like a slapstick comedy if I showed you guys fast forward my entire history with Arizona Citizens Defense League. But it wouldn't be funny because it's the Arizona Citizens Defense League, and we want these these places to be super efficient, right? We want them to be super effective, and they are. I'm not saying they aren't, but they certainly don't know how to use the internet. So, um, with my experience with those guys, uh, are my uh, with over the years with those guys, um, one of the efforts has been to educate, kind of like what we do with every second matters. And um, in one of the strategy sessions, we came up with the concept of creating a set of tools that the members could use to empower themselves to be better Second Amendment advocates. And I came up with the idea. I think a couple of us came up with the idea of Minuteman University. Actually, I bought about seven domains that have different plays on that, but I think Minuteman University uh, was the coolest. Uh, so anyway, I set that up, I bought it, and I set it all up to be that. And 
just like every time I've tried to do stuff, unfortunately, uh, it fell through and it just sat there for like two years. Every Second Matters was doing its thing and I really wanted to create, again, some tools to allow people who want to be better advocates or just create better content, um, learn these things. I wanted to put that stuff up there, but I just didn't want to put it on Every Second Matters. It seemed like Every Second Matters was supposed to do one thing, amplify Second Amendment, existing Second Amendment efforts to allow individuals who may not have any official affiliation with an organization to still allow them to you know, amplify the efforts of that organization or to you know, do something to, uh, to help. Um, so uh, I figured it would be too much to put that in there. I didn't want to stick it in gun channels because it's something that needs to, I think it needed to stand alone and I owned the domain. So I started uh, Man University, I think earlier, what, the end of last year um, to basically accomplish what I'm trying to do over there. Learn people how to do internet stuff, the basic stuff, uh, and then, well, is Woods still in here? What Woods and I have been trying to do recently is to, uh, uh, try to define communication so that we can get better at being more effective at the quick interactions we have with non-gunners, uh, and then you know, maybe even be strategic about our conversations with friends and family who are, are not gunners, uh, but aren't antis, so that maybe we can actually, again, um, not just randomly have conversations with people, but you know, have some goal and methods to get to those goals. Anyway, so to build some of the communication skills, and uh, well, I was going to talk about that tonight too, but I don't know if we want to get into it. We've been going for an hour already. Well, I've just seen some of that Minimum University stuff on there. I didn't even know what it was, so it'd be cool to get that kind of out there where more people even know what it is, per se, because until now, I didn't even know what it was. Right, and yeah, you know, it doesn't make any money, so I can't you know, want to spend too much time on it, but I do, uh, uh, we're going to start offering, like, uh, I'm gonna, the way I'm going to do the Daily Gun Show, I'm going to have Mondays like a clinic, so the Daily Gun Show will be at noon. And then Monday afternoon, we'll have like a clinic because on Mondays, I try to teach behind the scene or talk, focus on behind the scenes stuff. Um, so I've got some ideas on how to I don't know, do those on a more consistent, regular basis. So maybe people start showing up. I've uh, kind of done them more sporadically in the past. And uh, anyway, so we'll start to accumulate more uh, uh, workshops for the different elements of the every second or the uh, Minuteman University stuff. And uh, Big team for that on this show. That's cool. It'll be in the afternoon, so I don't know. It might work. It might not. Usually, people, you know, aren't around in the afternoon. I'm looking forward to our more work on our communication there. G, sorry I couldn't make it today. That internet thing just messed me up. No worries. I sold a gun like three years ago, and now I'm finally able to transfer it. And that's what I've been trying to figure out this whole week. And then, of course, the one time the guy could do it, when I said, hey, when can you do it? He's like, oh, how about Thursday at 2 when we were going to do our thing? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I didn't want to not do it because that was the one time he said, yeah. And then, of course, I went over there and I sat there for 40 minutes. He was, he's like, he got there at 3.40. Today after 2. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I got there at 220. I thought you meant after two, not old day. Not before three. Yeah, or like before five or something. 
Well, I like the idea that if we just picked a time that would be good for you and me every couple of weeks and just if we were consistent with it, then people would probably want to be part of it more. Yeah, we'll just start doing it on Mondays uh, on this show on the midnight one if you're going to be available on the next couple of ones. Uh, like I said, I want to do that kind of stuff on Mondays anyway on the every second on the Daily Gun Show. And because uh, I figure people that are watching this show, they're going to have a little bit of it crammed down their throat. People that uh, when you stick it all separate, then they can just choose to not watch it. So got to cram it down every once in a while. Yeah, I can make my I can make Mondays. When school starts up, it'll be a little harder, but I could definitely do the next couple. You'll just have to call in sick on Tuesdays. They won't mind. Yeah, you know, kids don't need to learn anything. Just set up a movie. We'll just get a robot. It's robot, not robot. All right. Well, I'm yawning, and that's well. Actually, there is some stuff happening on the uh, gun channel side. It looks like Zero jumped in. So a bunch of people saying hello, and just talking about Al Gore on the other side. So that's with that. We'll wrap it up. It's been about an hour. I want to thank everybody for jumping in and being patient with the uh, format of the Daily Gun Show. But I really appreciate people jumping in, having a good every second matter show. There was a couple other ones today. Uh, Smeggy did one, uh, his, his like legislative update where he kind of summarized everything he was aware of. And I'm not sure if anybody else did anything. I saw quite a bit of stuff on Instagram, though. Yeah, there was a lot on Instagram. I'm waiting for my phone to restart here. I guess it shut off when I was doing the Instagram live stuff before. But um, anybody got a quote for the end of today? Always have a quote. So, here's today's quote. The ruling class doesn't care about public safety, having made it very difficult for states and localities to police themselves, having left ordinary citizens with no choice but to protect themselves as best they can, they now try to take our guns away. In fact, they blame us and our guns for crime. This is so wrong that it cannot be an honest mistake. And that was written by Senator Malcolm Wallet, one of our uh, one of our federal senators from Connecticut. It wasn't from Connecticut. You'd never hear a Connecticut guy talking like that. <laughs> I'm not sure which state he's from, but uh, but he was the he was a senator. I, I I don't know how old the quote is. Well, I asked for a quote before I. Figured out if anybody's going to do anything live after this. Is there going to be a live? Oh show? yeah. Everybody's looking at Taters. He left though. Did he leave? Yeah. yeah he did. He left and didn't even tell us bye. Huh. Well, I see him out there. He's green, but uh, anyway. So we'll see if anybody yeah, just gonna kick off. Yeah. Dead horse might. I don't see him out there. Well, anyway, so maybe something will happen. Maybe something will happen in the morning. Uh, more than likely, the evening shows will still happen over on Gun Channels in the afternoon tomorrow. And you know Knives will be there uh, doing his open format live show. Anybody wants to jump in all during the day, uh, Knives is there. So with that, we will all see you all next time. Guys and gals of gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com. The guys and gals of gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW. <laughs>